Why I Left Church, Part 2. So as I've grown up and I've been exposed to churches, I've been part of the government of churches, um, I've seen the ins and outs of it, um, I have found that being a man who is above intelligence, I find that trying to understand church and go to church and take part in what church is doing, um, I find it to be impossible. So when I say I left church, I left church. I've never left Jesus. I've never left God. Um, when I leave church, I simply leave the Western institution of church. Um, the whole idea of church, the, the recruit and retain and recruit and retain. And, you know, I don't, I don't buy into that um, concept anymore. I think, um, I think for me, it's more of a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's more of a, um, do I want to spend my time listening to a man or a woman tell me what they understand of the Bible and how I can live my life better and be closer to God when I believe I'm already as close to God as I possibly can be. And so I am never going to get any closer to God than I am right now. I truly believe that I, that my spirit, my soul, whatever's in there, has been filled with Christ. However that's done, I'm not really sure. Um, and that I am his and he is mine. And when I die, he will come and collect me. Um, I don't take part in the idea that uh, people die and bust hell wide open. Um, Jesus said, for I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but first he comes to me. And he said, all those who come to me shall have life. They shall live forever. Um, so if you tell me that someone who doesn't live for Christ can die and then go to hell and live forever, then Jesus is a liar. So I don't believe people live forever. Um, I, I believe in the lake of fire. I believe that it is a fire that is unquenchable, uh, unquenchable, and I believe that it destroys everything that goes into it, save the, uh, the Antichrist and Satan and um, uh, loose, well, and the, and the false prophet. Um, for whatever reason, they are, they are taking part in the lake of fire, but they shall be tormented day and night which I think is it's a little much, you know, even, even for God, it's a little much. So I think there's more to that than you and I understand. I don't believe I serve a God that would set someone on fire and watch them burn. Uh, I watched a movie recently where a girl had acid thrown in her face and she was screaming as they were trying to wash it off. And I looked at my wife and I said, do you honestly think that God is capable of something like that? And she said, no, I do not. And I'm glad to hear that because, you know, a lot of people, they, they shy away from the, from the, uh, 
the idea that, that they believe that God is capable of setting people on fire. We look at the uh, Taliban as they set people on fire inside of a cage with, with, with diesel gasoline and they watch them burn. Um, you know, we, we think that is horrible. We think that is deplorable and, and we shudder with the thought of it. Um, you know, when, when I watch a movie of the, you know, 1600s or the Dark Ages and they, they burn someone at a stake, you know, I am moved to compassion for that person because I cannot imagine what it must have been like to, before the flames killed them, you know, when, when, there was, when their brain was turned off and they were dead and they didn't feel the pain anymore. But up until that point, they felt the pain. And so I cannot imagine that I serve a God that loves me so much that he would send his son Jesus to come down here and die for us. And then he would stick us in a place and burn us forever. And people say, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, Brother Danny, you're, you're, you're mistaken. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, Jesus didn't send them there. They sent themselves there. Whatever, that's semantics. For him to even create a place where people would be tortured. Because I can just tell you, unless he wipes this from my mind when I go to heaven, if I know that there are people who are suffering in hell, who are burning in hell, who are crying out, begging to get out, because I guarantee you they believe in God now. So the point now is just to punish them. How long is punishment? How long do you want to be punished? Do you want to be do you want to be punished throughout your entire life every day? Do you think that's fair? Do you think it's fair that someone would stare into eternity and be be uh, you know burned alive for all of eternity? I don't. I don't think it's good at all. And so I think that we have misinterpreted things. And I think that, that a lot of churches use this as a fear tactic to get people into church, to stay in church, to become Christians, to become believers. I think they use this as a fear tactic and it works. Trust me, it works. If you're raised in this, if you're steeped in it and you hear about it, it's worse because you have been raised in it, you believe it, it's part of who you are. It's written into the fabric of your DNA. And so it's a really tough thing to walk away. I walked away from church um, about a couple of months ago, maybe a little longer. Um, I just didn't see where it was, it was making me a better person. I found such freedom in not going. Um, you know, it's not that I don't talk about Christ. It's not that I don't believe in Christ. It's not that I don't, you know, believe in the word. Uh, I have a relationship with Christ and I allow his spirit to speak to me. And, and you may not like that. You may say, well, brother Dan, you, you know, you're, you've, you've fallen away or you've lost your salvation or whatever. And whatever you want to say is fine with me. I will sleep well at night. And when I die, I believe Christ will come and get me. Am I a perfect person? No. Are you? Absolutely not. Um, and people that say, you know, we have to go to church to, to go to heaven, that's a lie. People that say, you well, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. I, I, I assemble myself all the time, around people all the time. I have church everywhere I go. Sometimes I have church in my car when it's just me and Jesus. Sometimes I speak to other people and I have church, you know. Jesus and I have a really good thing going on. And I don't need any man or woman to tell me how to be a better person, to tell me how to get closer to God, because I'm as close to God as I'm ever going to be, except for the fact that I can't see Him in, with these eyes, and one day I will. 
And so there's, there's, a, there's a huge freedom in knowing that I am, I am, I'm covered. You know, whatever happens to me, whatever goes on in this world, I am covered. And so I am, I, I feel a freedom. I have Sundays where I can just enjoy the day. Uh, and if you're a Seventh-day Adventist, I have Saturdays too, you know. Um, but if you talk to any religion out there, any any mainstream religion, whether it be Catholic or Baptist or Protestant or whatever you want to call it, Buddhist, whoever, they're going to tell you that you have to serve, that you have to do these things, that you have to make God happy with you. Okay, I'm never going to make God happy with me by the things that I do. I'm never going to I'm never going to do enough things to make myself go to heaven or to for salvation. A lot of churches say you got to do all these things for salvation. Then what I want to ask them is why did Jesus come to earth and die? Why did Jesus come and die on a cross if if that wasn't enough that I've still got to do other things because the word doesn't say that. Yet they'll put that in front of that in those words, you know, except a man be uh, born again, he cannot enter in the kingdom of God. That's what that's what Jesus told Nicodemus. Okay, there are verses that that say things that people build entire beliefs around. Okay, God tried to give us the law written. We didn't know how to follow it, so then He sent Jesus down to show us how to follow the law. And then Jesus said, "You know, the law is great, but I am the one you need to follow. I'm the one you need to look to." And I'm going to show you exactly what you need to do. And so that's what Jesus did. And when Jesus died, he rose again three days later, just like he said. And he went back to wherever heaven is or back to wherever his father is. All right. And he intercedes for us. Okay. For us that, that believe in him. All you have to do is believe in Christ. That's it. That's all the thief on the cross did. If you ever want to know the simplicity of salvation, take a look at the story of the thief on the cross. That's it. Nothing else needs to be preached. That's it. Jesus will take care of you. Jesus has a way for you. It, it's it, In life or in death, Jesus has a way for you. And that's what's important. And I don't need to go to a church and listen to anyone tell me that. Now, you ask about the tithe. I do believe in the power of the tithe. I do believe that there is there's something to the tithe. Um, Jesus gives me everything. He only asks for 10% back. I do believe that. Now that that is that is in the New Testament. That is not in the Old Testament. So, if there are some uh, pastors who want to argue about uh, you know uh, things in the Old Testament, and they'll argue, 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 and then they'll say, well, those things are covered under the blood. We have the New Testament. Then you just ask them, okay, well, if there's a New Testament, well, do you take tithes at your church? Well, yes, I do. Well, then that's New Testament, brother. You can't claim that. You know, you can't have it both ways. So I think a lot of people pick and choose like a buffet. They pick and choose the, the verses in the Bible that they know they can follow. They know they want to follow. They know they want to uh, take part in. But the truth of the matter is, is that really, we don't really know. Nobody really knows. Not the word, not anything. We don't know anything. That's why there's so many religions out there. That's why you have the Baptist. You have the first Baptist. You have the, the second Baptist. You have the fourth Baptist. You have the fifth Baptist. You have the Buddhist, you have Muslims, you have Jews, you have, you have Catholics, you have non-denominational, you have Church of Christ, Church of God, Assemblies of God. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Do your research, okay? 
Look at, look at the Bible from 1611. First of all, look and see how the Bible was written in 1611. Okay, and the Church of Nicaea and the Nicene Creed. Take a look at history, okay? There are a lot of things that are in the Bible that make you kind of go, what? Hold on just a minute. Hold on just a minute. And there's a reason because these things just don't make sense to us because man had a way of inserting the modern day vernacular into the Bible. That's why the 1611, the thee, the thou's, and the those, and thus saith the Lord, that King James talk, that King James language was updated. And it's been updated 200 different times. Pastors that are famous, that are on TV, that have somehow managed to, to uh, provoke a following, have come out with their own commentary Bibles. And they've, 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 they've taken some words out that didn't make sense. They added words that made more sense. Now, truly, if you want to look at a Bible that, that you know, that does make sense, you can look at the, the Jewish Bible that is transliterated from the Bible, from the actual scrolls. Now, there's transliteration and there's translation. Translation is the best word put forward to try and interpret the word that they were trying to interpret. Transliteration is to interpret that word exactly as it was said. And it changes everything in the Bible when you do that. So there's lots of reasons throughout the years that I have decided that Western church is not a place for me. There's no church really a place for me. I have my relationship with Christ is where I am, where I live in my body. My body is the temple of the Lord. That's scriptural. If you want to believe that, I believe that Jesus and I have everything great. We got everything great going on. He has not convicted me of this. He has not told me that I shouldn't do this. He doesn't talk to me and tell me that I should or shouldn't do this or that. But now when I mess up, when I do something wrong, the Holy Spirit speaks to me in the way that the Holy Spirit has always spoken to me. Not with a Bible beating me over the head, not with scripture being shoved down my throat. It's a calm, cool, grandma type, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you need to forgive that person, okay? There's lots of reasons that we have what we have in Christ. And I personally, I don't, I don't say that church is wrong. I don't think that you should, you should stop going. I think you should go if you want to go. That's a great thing if you want to go. That's awesome. If you feel like you get something from church, then more power to you. I say absolutely make your way to church. Go to church. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Plug yourself into groups. Get, you know, volunteer. Do the things you want to do. But for me, this is just me. This is just the way I feel. Okay? I feel this way. Simply put, I don't need to go to church. I don't feel the need to go to church. I don't want to go to church. I don't feel badly for not going. I did at first, but I don't now. I have church every day. I don't need to watch someone on TV. I don't need to listen to the radio. I don't need to, you know, uh, have, a, have a passionate relationship with a, with, a, with a pastor because of religious beliefs. I just don't. Now, you can call me what you want to call me. You can say what you want to say. You can agree with me or disagree with me. It really doesn't matter. Um, I, you know, in the end, we all stand on our own. Uh, man, what is it? Uh, man must work out his own salvation through fear and trembling. And 
that's what I'll do. And when I die, I'll die alone and I'll die, hopefully. Jesus Christ will be waiting for me on the other side. And if I'm wrong about all of this, then you know what? Then I'll, 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 I'll be wrong, but I don't feel like I am. Now, I do believe there's sets of rules that we should follow. I mean, you know, obviously I don't want to go around killing people. I don't want to lie. I don't want to cheat or, or dishonor God or dishonor myself or my wife or my children or, you know, my community. There's all sorts of reasons that, you know, that I would want to follow the, um, the Bible um, rules. You know, I can pick and choose too. You know, it doesn't take the Bible really to tell me what to do is right or wrong. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. I don't need the Bible to teach me that. Even the pagans understand right and wrong. So this is just for me. This is the way I am. I'm not alone. There's lots of people out there. I had a conversation with a lady just the other day who feels the same way I did. And of course, she's under this yoke of, of fear. She doesn't want to say anything. Because if she does, then what happens is, you know, people judge her. People are very judgmental. We are judgmental. I'm judgmental. I catch myself being a, being a judgmental person. And I have to stop myself, you know. Uh, I have to say, you know what, they're no different than I am. You know, um, I don't know their heart. You know, a lot of times I have to walk away, you know, even though I'm mad, I have to walk away and say, you know what, let God handle it. You know, vengeance is not mine, it's His. And, you know, there's times when I fall short of, of what I should be and the person that I should be. But every day is a do-over day. Every day is a do-over day. And if I didn't get it right yesterday, today I get a chance to get it right. So that's why I left church. You can mull this over. You can think about it. You can disagree with me or you can agree with me. Or you can just sit around and kind of say, hmm, whichever you decide, it won't matter. We, uh, I, I, I welcome all, all views. And uh, no one person's right. I'm sure that I'm not completely 100% no more than right than you are. So you know what? Um, this is a this is a dialogue, and this is the way I feel. And uh, if you don't if you don't like this or you're offended by it some way, then you might want to ask yourself if you have a religious spirit. You know, religious spirits usually don't like to hear stuff like this. So anyway, hope you got something out of it.